Well, this morning there are growing concerns about the future of NATO if Donald Trump wins another presidential term. This is how he responded when asked about defending a NATO ally. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. With us now, former White House Communications Director under Trump, Anthony, Anthony Scaramucci. He's also the author of a new book, by the way, From Wall Street to the White House and Back, The Scaramucci Guide to Unbreakable Resilience. It comes out April 16th. Congrats on the book, Thank by you the too. way. It's a dark comedy, Bobby. You know, it's a little bit like Veep, but worse. You know, but <laughs> yeah? Anyway, yeah. Well, do I see a That's TV a show in the making? Yeah, we shall stay tuned. I don't know if it'll be a TV show, but it was a fun book to oh, write. Good, good. Look forward to that. So John Bolton was pretty clear with Caitlin last night. Our Jim Shudo has a new book coming out where he's got some reporting also where Bolton talks about who is um, former Trump national security advisor saying NATO would be in real jeopardy. I think he would try to get out. What do you think, having been so close to the president? Well, he, he wanted out in 2016. He didn't like the treaty in 2016. And so he told everybody during the term that if he got reelected, he would do everything he could to pull the U.S. out of NATO. You know, and remember this whole thing with the you got to pay sort of thing. He doesn't really understand the treaty. No one's actually sat down with him to explain the treaty. Are you, know, you Mr. reading Phil's mind? Well, he really wants it. It's what drives me insane. Like, how, how, I remember when this happened in 20, it was right before the, the convention in 2016 where he first weighed in on this and it right. kind of was like a bomb dropped. Right. And I assumed at some point over the course of the next eight years, someone would have sat down with him and been like, let me explain to you how percent of GDP oh. means X, Y, and Z. But to, to really understand him, you can't explain something to him because he doesn't want to appear that he doesn't know something. So let's say like H.R. McMaster's, in the Oval Office trying to explain the difference between the Shia and the Sunni, he doesn't want to hear it. And he certainly doesn't want to be lectured by anybody. You know, we were on the campaign plane once and the Sykes-Picos Treaty came up, which was obviously the treaty that led to the footprint of the Middle East today. And uh, he got distracted. And then I turned to him and said, well, what about the movie Lawrence of Arabia? Do you remember that? And he said, sure. And if you tell Mr. Trump a story, then you can get the information into him that way. You know, that, that was a lot of what went on on the economic stuff related to trade. You, know, you can ask somebody like Robert Lighthizer that. But he doesn't understand the treaty. He thinks it plays well for him. For some reason, he has a love affair with Vladimir Putin. And so uh, I don't think anybody in the West, Western leadership understands that love affair. I don't think anybody in intelligence agencies understands that love affair because Vladimir Putin has called for objectively reattaching republics to the former Soviet Union. Uh, he's doing something right now as a direct violation of international law. Uh, the United States had an obligation to the Ukrainians. Let's just remind everybody. Uh, they gave up the nukes. Uh, President Clinton signed a treaty with them to provide security support. Uh, for those of you listening at home, that was called Operation Porcupine, where we were going to fill them with anti-tank missiles, all types of support to prevent a Russian invasion. Defensive support. Defensive yeah. support. Okay, we allowed for Russia to take Crimea. I think the Obama administration thought, okay, they want that warm water port. They will stop. Okay, they didn't stop. They went into Ukraine. Now people are saying, well, once they get whatever they want in the Ukraine, they will stop. But they're not going to stop. Right. Okay, and so when Mr. Trump is talking like that, okay, 
He's going after the interests of the United States, and he's going after the footprint of global peace and global prosperity. So why people are not explaining that to the American people, I don't understand the current milieu of candidates. You know, the president, President Biden's got to get out there and explain what a disaster this guy would be if he returned to the presidency. This would be this would harm the everyday citizen in the United States, and it would raise the cost of capital uh, for people here in the United States because we'd have more wars going on. Yeah, connecting that to voters has been a huge missing piece from 2015 on, and Trump has been able to take advantage of that. The personal attacks on Nikki Haley's husband, uh, the, bringing that up, and, and we heard Haley clap back, and people have been pretty furious about it, except for Republicans who support the former president. Right. Can you, like The motivation behind Trump doing that, you know, what is it? It's narcissism. You know, he believes that uh, the people that support him are actually pro-military. He believes that they're pro-patriotic. And he's slapping his supporters in the face. He, he wants to see how hard he can push his supporters to support him. Remember, he's talked about uh, killing people on Fifth Avenue, and these people still support him. And so he, he, he loves the fact that he's got this great support in South Carolina, which there's a military culture in South Carolina, pro-patriotism culture in South Carolina, and then he could malign our veterans. Uh, you know, you could ask General Kelly about that or any of the other people that have heard him talk this nonsense about he doesn't want to go to the cemetery because it'll upset the hairspray in his hair, or he doesn't understand why somebody would want to give up their life in service for the country. Uh, he likes doing that because he, he can push the goalposts. Always good to have you. It's the inside look. It's good to be here. Thank you, Anthony. All right, thank you, guys.